amigos. Welcome to the Best of Mazatlan show. My name is Mark Lickman, and I'm your host and publisher of bestofmazatlan.com, the leading digital lifestyle brand of Mazatlan, Mexico. This show will feature entrepreneurs, leaders, local businesses, nonprofits, realtors, musicians, and other stories that showcase the best of Mazatlan, Mexico. I'm thrilled to be with my guest, Lisa Lankins. I wanted Lisa on the show not only because of her passion for Mazatlan, but also for her passion on bringing the foreign community together and turning them on to the culture of Mazatlan and helping both cultures understand each other a little better. She is a tremendous resource for the foreign community in Mazatlan and for the last eight years has worked with the city of Mazatlan for DIF, CAPTA, and Cultura as an interpreter and promoter in English and as a liaison for the foreign community. Before that, she worked in English-speaking media and now teaches a Spanish for Emergencies class. Lisa is a promoter of all the many cultural offerings that Mazatlan has to offer and has Facebook pages, What's Happening in Mazatlan, that's one word, What's Happening in Mazatlan, and Friends of Cultura Mazatlan that you should follow to stay current. But Lisa also has a kind heart and a warm smile and is a tremendous resource and go-to to the foreign community. Even if it is something out of the realm of her responsibilities, Lisa, Lisa will direct you to the, someone who can help you. So without further ado, welcome to the Best of Mazatlan show, Lisa. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and I appreciate the invitation. You're welcome. I'm going to start the show, Lisa, by turning it over to you to tell us a bit about you, your background, and how you ended up in Mazatlan from the streets of Oregon. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a long story. I don't think it's that interesting, but I guess we all have interesting stories with something that would bring us to move to another country or give us um, that freedom to feel we can do that. But um, so when I was... Um, in high school and college, I studied Spanish. I had no plans to teach Spanish. I had no plans to um, translate at that point. Um, so um, I got into the travel industry out of college and I um, worked in the travel industry for about nine years, loved it, but I decided I wanted to do something more humanitarian. So I decided to um, go to work at a hospital. And um, so there I translated uh, we had about a third of our patients were Mexican in, in Hillsboro, Oregon, outside of Portland. And I really hadn't thought much of moving to Mexico. But then I had some kind of sad things happen. And don't worry, it's a good ending. <laughs> but both my parents passed away within two years and I was divorced. And I don't have any children, you know, so I was really free to do um, whatever I wanted to, um, you know, it's, it, it, it was something that was kind of a revelation that, you know, I don't have to stay or, you know, in this box, I can do whatever I want. So um, within about a year of that, I was offered a job in Mazatlan at a hotel. I'd never been here. I came down with um, the owner's family for Christmas to see the hotel. And within a couple of weeks, I decided that, yes, I was going and gave my um, boss uh, you know, two, two months notice. I was working at, for an OBGYN clinic as her nurse then, and I worked in a hospital for 10 years. Um, so I quit those, both of those jobs uh, to come here. And um, 
it was never, you know, it was not a bad decision. Of course, I, I had a rough start in the hotel. It wasn't the greatest job, but um, we were able to, you know, figure out what to do afterwards. He didn't offer me a ride home or anything. So, so I have to forgive him a little bit though, because I ended up being where I'm supposed to be in my life. And, uh, you know, I've gone back, of course, and back and forth a few times since then, but um, I've been here 16 years now, and um, half of that has been working for the city. Um, uh, so um, that's how I got where I am. I, you know, out, outside of the after the hotel, I worked as a writer and an editor for a couple different businesses, and then um, and then I uh, went to work for the city. Um, thanks to the Feltons, I I was hired, and I had an office in Plaza Zaragoza for three years. Um, every new administration, they've let me go and brought me back, um, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, you know, it's a choice to make. I earn pesos, but I am very happy um, to do it because I feel like I can make a difference. And, um, of course, all of the people that I know have made a huge difference in my life as well. So it's all good news. <laughs> That's great. Great, great story, Lisa. Um if you're watching this show live, everybody, please like and share this show and send in your questions to Lisa. Uh, to send in your questions, you need to go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook and give them permission. And if you're watching this show later, you can still send your questions in and we'll get them answered. And there's going to be an archived version of this show on bestofmazan.com. So, Lisa, what were some of the challenges when you first started living in Mazatlan? Oh, let's see. Um, understanding the culture is a major one. Uh, you know, I even being here 16 years and speaking Spanish fluently, I still don't claim to know everything about it. But, um, but yeah, understanding like the time situation, you know, the Mexican minute and, and how that's actually can be beneficiary to us. Um, and, uh, you know, relaxing a little bit, taking it easy. Um, language wasn't a barrier for me too much, um, although I have improved a lot you know, since I've been here. Um, uh, what else? Um, really, it's pretty easy uh, to live here. You know, it's, there's great public transportation, um, lots of information available, what to do. And uh, you know, so I, I don't really have to see a lot of problems. I really don't. Great. That's great. You know, with the, with the truly special and historic Peralta Theater, um, Mazatlan has always had wonderful cultural offerings. But now the city has just exploded with theater, music, art, and literary offer offerings seemingly every day and, and certainly every season. Tell us about the evolution of Mazatlan's cultural offerings because they've just exploded recently. Right. Well, um, so I'm going to start just like four years ago or, or, yeah, a little over four years ago. I'll start there because um, we had a, a great, we've always had this great, uh, 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 I'm trying to say department, it's not a department, it's like a sub section of the city. Um, we're all city employees, but Cultura. And uh, Cultura um, has always had amazing support and amazing um, leadership. And so prior to this administration, it was Raul Rico, who everybody knows and, and I have a great affection for. He's kind of like my brother. Um, he did a wonderful thing, had tons of connections. Um, you know, he was there for 30 years taking care of 
uh, you know, of cultura, including the theater. He was a big part of when they remodeled it. Um, well, getting close to 30 years ago now. And uh, so I was worried when, when he was retiring with the new administration, like, how are they ever going to replace him? It's just impossible. But, and they, and this new administration came in, didn't have experience. They were, it was a little rough start, but then my friend, um, Jose Angel Tostado um, was put in charge of Cultura um, by the mayor, Kimiko um, Luis Benito Torres. And they um, have in the last, well, it's been four years now, so he's, because he's in his second term, um, have completely, you know, gov gone above and beyond. I'm, I'm extremely happy with um, the changes that they've made, the growth that they've made, um, and the difference you know, that they listen to the people and really involve the people of Mazatlan, both local and foreign, um, in their um, attempt to bring culture to all corners of the port. That's the idea. So, um, yeah, no, they've done a, a great job. I'm extremely proud of them, you know, including uh, this year's uh, Carnaval, I, I think might have been the most beautiful I've seen in my 16 years here. So that took um, them, you know, three years of practice, but they got it right. Um, so we have nothing but better things to come, I think, you know, so. Fantastic. That's so great to hear, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know we're we're in the throes of the spring season right now, and I know there's a great uh, performance tonight as well. But tell us about what's coming up this spring. What's, what's okay? Left I'm gonna put on my why I put on my Elton John glasses. That's what I call them. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so I can read a little bit. But um, so tonight there's an amazing show. It, it's called Historias de Amor, and it's basically opera, um, arias, and uh, from several different operas beautiful voices, piano, um, and that's at Casa Haas at 7.30. And you have to buy your tickets though at the Angela Peralta Theater is the only thing. They don't have a, they don't have a way to um, buy or to sell tickets at the um, Casa Haas Theater. So anyway, I wouldn't miss that. It's really good. Um, coming up, do you want me to go on with the next events? Tell us what's coming up. Tell us how people can okay. get tickets as well. Because uh, are the, is it always the same, or can are there different ways to get tickets at the different? No, that's the only way to get tickets. You know, they've tried to be able to sell them online. They've tried, you know, several other things, but they just keep coming back to only having them available at the theater. And it's available. It's open from nine until eight, Monday through Friday, and nine till two on Saturdays. Okay. And so uh, that's for both the Angela Prato Theater and Casa Haas. Okay. Um, so anyway, coming up on Friday, we have two events, both at Casa Haas and the, and the Angela Peralta Theater. Um, the first one is called uh, Concierto Apasionato, which is the, uh, highlights the Adagio Trio um, at 7.30 p.m. at Casa Haas this Friday. Um, the next one is a great popular thing with the foreign community. And if you haven't been or if you love it, I would highly recommend going again this Friday, the 27th, Ballet Folklorico Fandango, which is at the Angela Peralta Theater at 8 p.m. That's, you know, the, the infamous, um, you know, folkloric dance. And it's just so much fun and so full of energy. That's right. Yes. Um, great. Thank you for putting it up. Um, then uh, on Friday, let me see. No, Saturday, June 11th, we have a great um, concert with, but with a piano, which is called Cuba Dentro de un Piano. So that's going to be a Cuban uh, piano 
like jazz concert. I highly, that's going to be a blast. Um, oh, I skipped over June 3rd, Las Diferencias Cares de, de Beethoven with the Orquesta Angelo Peralta um, at the theater at 8 p.m. And then on Saturday, June 18th, we have the Ballet El Mago de Oz, which is the ballet for the Wizard of Oz, which is really a great thing, fun thing to watch. Um, it's with the Compañía Ballet de Mazatlán at the theater. TAP, you know, TAP is what they call the Angela Peralta, T-A-P, Teatro Angela Peralta, um, at 8 p.m. Then on the 24th of June, we have a piano concert with Jose Miguel Rivera, a very well-known a pianist here from Mazatlan. Um, and uh, June 28th and 29th, we have Activación Cultural at the Parque Ciudades Hermanas. So that what that is, is it means uh, cultural activation. And so they're going to have all kinds of different arts available at the Sister Cities Park. That starts at 6 p.m. on the 28th and 29th. Um, you know, in addition to that, um, this is the end of the school year for Cultura. And so they're going to be having um, all kinds of graduations and special you know, shows put on by the students at their end of the year. Um, and those are available on our, our calendar, uh, which we will be posting hopefully in the next, um, you know, once I get offline, I will be sharing that calendar again too, if it doesn't show up here. Um, other things that they have going on in, in Cultura, which I'm very proud of, again, is Cultura en tu Comunidad, which is Cultura in your community. And they take different shows out to the poorer communities for people and children especially to see what is happening, what is available, what is possible for them. And they even have available some, some uh, you know, um, scholarships and things like that for, for students but it's something that's really important for them to be exposed to, right? Um, they have a thing called uh, Dialogos in Our History, or Dialogues in Our History um, in Nuestra Historia, which is discussions, again, just talks. They are in Spanish about the history of um, Mazalan, and they are in different libraries. Again, that's on the calendar. And then Literary Thursday. So they're also making a big push this year, which they hadn't done well, they have done, they did a little, but not as much as they are now um, with uh, teaching about, you know, our book um, launches and writers and poets and giving. Um, so we have lectures, presentations, poetry recitals, you know, mostly in Casa Haas, but those are also on our calendar. How do you find out about, the, about all this stuff? Well, it's really important you go to our Facebook pages. That's, we also have a website, which is, um, www.culturamazatlan.com um, and you'll find it there um, all the information under the calendar um, but on Facebook if you're here watching me here you probably obviously have Facebook but you can go to Friends of Cultura which is a page that I run um, for them in English and in Spanish where I translate and, and so Cultura has like seven or eight Facebook pages and everything from those pages is combined in Friends of Cultura. So you don't have to go to all of them to find out the different information. Anything that's been posted on Facebook will go onto Friends of Cultura. So I highly recommend joining that group. Um, and then of course my personal page, which you know is on Facebook, Lisa Lankins, and I can accept you. And I also have that same information in addition to other things for the city. So um, I do wanna just add one more thing um, about, uh, Cultura, and that's that they run 
one of the best art schools in Latin America. And it's right next to Plaza Machado. So not only do we have these great shows and you know concerts and information, we have a school where kids come from all over Latin America to, to attend classes with the best teachers and uh, get their degrees um, and everything. So I just wanna mention that what they offer is music and singing, including opera, uh, contemporary dance, fine arts, which would be drawing, painting, sculptures, engraving, workshops um, are given for children, children starting at the age of seven. And then they go on up into technical careers, careers in fine arts and, um, and other types of um, degrees. Um, they have theater, which was small before. Now they have a fairly large theater department and a degree available there. Classic ballet, um, Angela Peralta Choir, cinema workshop, folk dance, literature, liter literature workshops, or I'm saying Spanish and English at the same time. Um, so uh, I can't say enough about how proud I am of Mazatlan for this. You know, I've had artists come from many places in the world um, and say that in Mexico, we've, to them, you know, it seems like we have the best theater here and the best programs here. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that. We're so lucky. Um, I can say that, uh, I wanna go on to say something else too. Um, let me know if you're ready for me to go off of Cultura subjects a little bit. <laughs> it's up to you. Well, you said, first of all, the, the, the lineup of artists and performances is phenomenal. But what people need to understand, if you haven't been to the Peralta Theater, the theater itself is such a special place to see any kind of performance, let alone ballet or opera or classical music or whatever the performance is. Just being in that theater with all of its history is just so incredibly special. And about the school, I remember every time I would sit outside and have dinner or enjoy drinks at Pedro and Lola's, you could hear the students rehearsing at the school. You can even peek in the windows and see them rehearsing. And it is, yeah. it's a phenomenal school. And it's just, it's a tremendous program. There's just so much arts happening there. But I, I wanted to point it out about the theater. I love the program you mentioned about going out in the community. I think that's phenomenal. How long have they been doing that? That's a tremendous asset. I, I have to guess at that. So I, um, because they were doing it with the other administration as well. Um, I'm going to say 10 years, maybe eight years. I don't know. It's not been that long. Um, are they bringing artists out into the community or who's going out into the community and what are they? Are the Cultura um, brings uh, classes of students. Um, they bring, you know, groups that are professional dancers. They bring musicians, um, theater, any parts of the things I mentioned from the school and from the theater. They will bring sections of that out and they set up a stage and put up chairs and uh, the communities all attend and usually they're completely packed, That's you know? So, um, yeah. I love that. Let me ask you yeah, this, so there used to be a lot more festivals happening in Mazatlan and in the past. There's a jazz festival now. Tell us a little bit about the festival scene in Mazatlan because I know- Okay, well, yeah, I've got a, a, Originally on the website, you can find some of the festivals. Let me just find where I wrote that. Hold on. So they have, um, of course, Carnaval, the first number one, best, most known festival that we have. Um, 
They have the Jose Limon Dance Festival, which we just finished. It's actually run through state, um, state cultura, but they have shows in Mazatlan. Uh, we have the Festival Cultural de Mazatlan, which is in the fall. It starts in, well, they've kind of changed it in September, late September or October. Um, and that's what goes through the end of December. At the, and it has all kinds of, usually there's over 80 um, presentations throughout the city and the theater, of course. Um, they have the Festival Sena Mazatlan, which has to do with um, the theater. And so they usually have a week of invited guests and local theater groups that put on plays um, both at the theater at Casa Haas and sometimes in public like in the Machado or in other places in the city. Um, they have the Temporada Primavera which is the spring season which is what we're in right now and spring season goes until mid-July although things will start you know slowing down in June I mean so basically in July it's a it's there might be a few things but mostly graduations. Now, after that festival is open, so between July and September, there will be programs and they will be showing those things um, or having that calendar or, you know, promoting those specific concerts and things on uh, Friends of Cultura and on my page and on their pages as well. Um, so there's not really a season for that, but they will continue to have things. Now, um, the Gordon Campbell season is back. You know, there was, I think it was two years that they didn't have him. And this year he was back um, for January and February. And uh, it's a, a great season where he does his Sunday concerts um, usually at noon. And um, let's see, uh, since the new administration came, administration came on and they've been, you know, making great changes, they've also added things like um, they added this year an actual parade on the Malacón for Dia de los Muertos, which never has been done before. They always did the Callejoneada, which was a smaller type of thing that wove through the streets of downtown and was very cool. But because of the of uh, the COVID um, situation, they decided to do it on the street on the Malacón where they could have a lot more space and control the people, number of people that were there. It was very successful in addition to being extremely beautiful. I was just so blown away by that um, parade. Um, they have, now they did some activities this year. They had four days of activities in Semana Santa, which they have never done before through Cultura. But they had concerts. They had a mini carnival parade, uh, you know, because we have always have a lot of people from out of town who've never seen it. Um, it's advantageous for them to do that, of course, to get them to come back. And right, and we're seeing right now, of course, this time of year, a big push um, for uh, for Mexican tourism um, because this is the season where it starts. You know, so they're equally as important as the foreign community. Um, you know, with as far as income and all that during this time of year, they're more important. There's more of them here, of course. So the city is really. Uh, exposing its culture culture um, through cultura a lot more than they had in the past, which again is, I think, a great idea. Um, yeah. Fantastic. That's great news, Lisa. So, uh, you know, are the audiences uh, consistent with the seasons? In other words, like the summer season is typically a Mexican season and and, the, and like you said, it's bigger than ever because the roads to Mazatlan, Durango, and everything else have become so improved and and so more so much more accessible for Mazatlan. So that Mexican market is flourishing much more than it has in the past. 
So I would imagine you're seeing that in your audiences in the summer, but like in the, during the expat season and the, and the foreign season, foreigner season, Canada and U S is November to May typically. Are the audiences primarily made up of that or is it still like a well, primarily it's, uh, kind of strong? Um, but yeah, a biggest, bigger percentage of foreign community in you know, the winter months. Um, that's why they, you know, want to promote things in English, of course. Um, but yeah, um, they started, we started a program. I almost forgot to mention it. Um, I was talking with um, Soyla Fernandez, who Soyla is the arts director uh, for Cultura. Um, and she um, and I were talking about how we need to bring in new fans, right? So people who maybe never been to the theater before or feel it's too, you know, hoity-toity or whatever you want to call it to go um, and that they have this experience and or too expensive, you know, because in the States and Canada, it's extremely expensive to go to operas or, or concerts or things like that. So um, we decided to do a thing um, which we invited foreign community to come to practices prior to shows. So uh, it's been extremely successful as well. Um, usually I, I, I open it to everybody. Um, I have during the season between 50 and 60 people who will show up. It's in the morning, a few days before a ballet or an opera or a concert and uh, or you know, any kind of dance actually, but we've had like, I want to say we've had like six or seven of them and um, people are just becoming more and more enamored by the idea. So they come to the theater, they see a, a not a dress rehearsal, it's just a rehearsal. And so they don't get to see the stage um, decorations. They don't get to see the costumes, but for the most part, they get to talk to the maestros, the directors of the shows. They get to know the names of the dancers. They are they see them interrupted to improve and the reasons they do these rehearsals in because they have you know dance uh, schools or dance rooms in the school but they need to now go um, adapt their performance to a much bigger um, you know stage so they have to practice for at least a week in the Peralta theater um, it's very exciting and uh, really fun and it's free so Again, um, I will be posting those things on Friends of Cultura and also on my page. So if you want to go, you can. I don't know. We, we, we were doing them for the, only for the foreign community. But then just this last week, they did one um, for La Boheme for some of the poor communities. They invited them to come to the theater. So I was really happy to see that um, happen. You know, it's a great way to bring new fans, you know, to an art. Yeah, that's terrific, Lisa. Just a quick shout out to my producer, Toya Glenn, who's doing a great job of posting your addresses and Facebook page on the fly here. And yeah, and, thank you. And, awesome and finding the promotions and putting them on the screen. So thank you, Toya. It's fantastic to have you here. Yeah, thank right. you. This is, uh, we're at the part, Lisa, where we're going to do the lightning round of our interview. Um, with some quick questions about Mazalan, but thank you so much for the information about the cultural offerings coming up. It's been tremendous. And I think people know how to find your page, how to go to the website and, and we'll continue on that theme in a little bit. So tell me, what's your favorite place to eat in Mazalan? Oh <laughs> that's a tough question. There's so many good places to eat. Top my head to Polo. Polo is just, you know, always great service and great food and great atmosphere. 
favorite bar in Maslan? What? Your favorite bar. In oh, oh gosh, um, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I don't really go to bars very much. Um, let's see, live music. Um, well, I really love Vista del Palma. I'm gonna say that it's a new favorite. Vista del Palma is above Olas Altas, and uh, it's a great view and a great bar. Oh, excellent. Uh, your favorite food to eat in Mazatlan? Um, I'm going to say pescado is arandiado, mm. which is you know available in the palapas on the beach where they take a whole fish and and grill it over the grill with vegetables. It's delicious. Mm, yeah, that's yummy. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I always go with the easy answer: shrimp wrapped in cheese and bacon. But you know, that's uh, I don't know if yeah. that's still a staple the way it once was, but. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, Coconut it's shrimp really, mango sauce is another one that people love. Yeah, it's it's great. When you have fresh shrimp like that, anything you do with it's pretty pretty good. Yes. How about your favorite beach in Mazatlan? That, uh, I like them all for different reasons. I'm just going to say Stone Island because, you know, you can – well, there are some places that you can go, restaurants where you can go and be on the beach like – um, La Mazatleca, Diego's, um, and then some of the palapas. My favorite is El Pirata on the, on the Malacón, which is one of the, you know, um, palapas on the beach, where you can go and um, be on the beach and still have service and all that, you know, so it's pretty nice. Mm, I love it. How about your favorite activity in Mazatlan when friends come to visit you? Right now, it's a tie between two new things, and one is... Um, the Observatorio, which is on the top of Lookout Hill or Cerro del Vigia. And you can take a little cable car thing up. It's not a cable car, really. It's it's like a, it's on, it's on tracks, but it's this thing that goes up the hill and you get to go to the Observatorio and it's just beautiful gardens and there's a, you know, birds you can hang out with and, you know, there's a bar there as well. And nice, beautiful view, of course, of all of Mazatlan from the hill in the lighthouse area. Um, the next thing is the Pirate Museum, which is new. It's really fun. I haven't, I gotta tell you that I really have, actually haven't been here, there yet, but I've seen all the pictures and all of my friends have gone and I'm really enjoying telling people to go there. So it's, a, it's in Centro and they've done a great job. They have live pirates and, and, and otherwise and videos and all kinds of great stuff to do. So it's fun. You know, it's funny, when I was in Mazatlan, um, I always wanted to do the Love Boat Museum because, you know, back then it was a big show. The Love Boat used to stop in Mazatlan. It was one of the ports of call, and, and I thought we it would still, be great. We to, still have uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely <laughs> play the Love Boat theme on the, on the whistle or horn or whatever it is. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so tell me, there's a new outdoor venue going on down in, in the downtown area, about like a public uh, like theater that they're working on for a special stage for music. No, does that did I hear that? Oh, right? you're talking about the banda. Yeah, the banda, banda. It hasn't yeah. started being built yet, but the plans are there. Um, so before, right before you head um, up on El Fado, where the sewage. Uh, treatment plant was, they're going to be um, taking that all out and putting in a band-to-band -band concert hall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll miss that smell, but this sounds like a much better idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is great, Lisa. Thanks so much. Did, did we cover everything that you have coming up? Or when, when do you announce the um, the fall season for people that are coming this? this the Spinatos? Yeah. You know, I don't have that information because they're not done any, they have nothing to do with the city or, or Cultura. So I don't have that information. When does the city announce its, its offerings for the fall? Like if people were planning on coming November, December? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they usually start at the end of October, their season. But okay. I don't know, I don't know anything else about it. And we also have a brand new soccer field too, you know. So called Yeah. Right. Are there so, any plans up in the Central Park area for any music or entertainment venues? Yeah, or? they have several. You know, there uh, plans as in a set thing. No, but you know, occasionally um, they have an event or they have um, you know different activities. Right now, they they already have like kayaks available and, and pedal boats, and you know, and, and uh, the, the aquarium is going to be opening there. It's still under you know construction, so a lot going on there. Yeah, what's the timing of the aquarium now? Or is it too soon to say what? what the it's too soon to say. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have those those things yeah. yet. That's going to be fantastic, though. Once yeah. Once it's open, I remember taking my kids to the other one, and it was always a great, great. I do. There's a couple things. There's a couple things I wanted to to share. Um, let me see. Let me get to him here. Hold on a second. I'm sorry for looking through my notes, but. <laughs> No, no, no. This is your part of the show. I'm, I'm turning it over to you. Okay. Well, so where to go for official information? Um, I've, you know, the last two years have been rough um, for getting information off of Facebook about the city. I do want to say that Mazalan is the only city um, that has someone like me that I know of. I would love to find out there was somebody else, but, um, and I don't think that I'm necessarily so important, but the job is really important. And I have tons of respect for that and for them for, allowing me to work, you know, um, for this much time. Um, but uh, to get in official information, they have Facebook pages, and that's where I get my information. It's in Spanish. You can use your computer or Google Translate to translate it. But don't just ask or listen to what's being said on, on expat groups because, I mean, they're great places for some information, and other ones you'll get 40 answers, and some of them are very derogatory or negative. Um, so basically, um, Ayuntamiento de Mazatlan is City Hall. It's the Facebook page. Protección Civil Mazatlan, Capta Mazatlan, Humapam, Policia Mazatlan. Those are all Facebook pages where you can get official information about what's happening. And um, if I, you can also ask me questions, um, which is what happens a lot. But if I don't know something, I might have to get back to you about it. Um, so. Um, one other thing I want to say about Mazatlan too is it's very interesting because it's the only working city on either coast of Mexico that you know it, it, that's considered a tourist town. And right now, there it's about to be the number one tourist town in, in Mexico. But the rest of them were small fishing villages or small towns that were um, they, the government invited investors and made it into beautiful resorts and all that, as we know. But Mazatlan has only been. I, I always get my years wrong since it's, time flies so fast, but I want to say like eight or nine years that um, it's, it's only been that long since um, tourism has become the number one income for Muslim. Before that it was fishing and, you know, lots of other things. So it's not just um, a tourist town. We actually have, you know, a huge 
working class community here besides tourism or that are involved in other things than tourism. Um, they have a new logo that they're using. You can take your picture with the new MZT logo, which is of course our three, the three letter um, code or logo for, um, you know, for Mazatlan if you're flying. You fly into MZT, and you can take a picture in the Ciudades Hermanas with, with those letters right now. Uh, we are trying to get more people to come um, start businesses, make investment investments, and I can hook you up with people um, in the city if you are interested in doing so. And then I wanted to say one more thing, um, and that's just about uh, my, these are what I've come up with, with my ways um, to live a little better in Mazatlan. Um, so what do you do? You accept differences and respect with understanding. You dive into daily routine. You don't be or you don't be afraid to get to know your neighbors. Learn the language as much much as possible. That's a huge thing. Ask for help when you need it and smile. <laughs> so those are the things that I, I highly recommend doing if you want to live here. Yeah, those are fantastic, Lisa. You know. For me, when during my years living in Mazalang, and I hope I'm going to return to that very shortly, but um, developing patience was one of my uh, things that that have stayed with me the rest of my life. Because you know we're living in such a instant gratification world. You know, you want things happening like that, and it just doesn't work that way in Mazalang. And that's okay. You know, and actually, it, it helps you develop patience in some much better way to live, as you just pointed out. You're going to live longer because you've developed patience and you don't expect the instant gratification. Yeah, Some and, people do that much easier than others. They have to realize it and, and make a, an effort. But, you know, I, I, I jokingly say this, but you know, that people who can't do it are like terminally expat, you know, they, they can't, <laughs> never going to get over it. <laughs> They're not going to adapt no matter what, you know, right. I'm, I'm glad you said what you did about groups because, you know, the intent of this show and of my site is to tell positive stories about Mazatlan and to tell them through people like you that love Mazatlan and that have the correct information and the facts. And, and it's not just somebody's opinion or somebody's experience from 30 years ago and they're relating it to now. Uh, so that's the intent of the Best of Mazatlan show is to get people that are positive about Mazatlan, tell positive stories from the source and with good, truthful, accurate information. So I appreciate so much you being on the show. I'm sure we're gonna wanna have you back again before our fall season to talk some more about that and to, I love that yeah and we'll be more prepared with the visuals this time but but this was fantastic uh Lisa thanks so much for taking the time to to be here and uh, we're going to definitely do this again and and to thank everybody out there for watching and I'm going to sign off my best thanks of Mazelon so I'm going to sign off the best of Mazelon show with this we all have choices in life choose love not hate Choose positive, not negative, and always remember the glass is half full, and if you're lucky, it'll be half full of tequila from La Sasuna. Stay tuned for the next Best of Mazatlan show on Tuesday, June 7th. We're going to be off next Tuesday for the long weekend, but we'll be back on the air on Tuesday, June 7th, live on Facebook. So we'll see you then. Adios, amigos. Take care.